Welcome to Newcastle Libraries Real. Newcastle Libraries can be accessed from wherever you live with the Newcastle Library app. Put borrowing at your fingertips. I invite you to close your eyes and imagine. Imagine that there are no buildings, no roads, no cars, just the trees, plants, animals and the very first storytellers of this land, the Awabakal and Waramai people. So I acknowledge them as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land in which we live. Grow, eat, compost, repeat with Christina Roberts. Today my special guest is David Sivier, the founder and director of Feedback Organic Recovery. So today David and I are going to chat about his passion for securing food's future by converting food waste into food. So welcome David to the show. Oh, thank you so much Christina, lovely to be here. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so David, I did some um, internet stalking yesterday and I discovered that you are a fifth generation farmer. This is correct. Which good, I did not know. Good research. Yes. I know you as an urban food waste warrior. So I guess I was a little bit surprised by the the farmer connection, but in a way it does explain that deep connection that you have to the earth. You betcha. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to give you any rundown of how that's all come about. And so do those two hats sit well with you, the the farmer and the food warrior? I am... it's like even just how it has I was reflecting from that yesterday about how's that even got to where we are now um but without a doubt I guess how it all started even just having like a a, quite a rural farm association and then the urban farm um it's I was only I just came back from the the big farm this morning actually and it's there's so many pros and I just there's so many pros of both I'm not gonna say any cons really um but it's just I guess for me that's the two hats are all associated with diversity i'd say that's the 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 best of both worlds where you can like i was just (laughs) running around with chickens and Mm. and all sorts of different animals yesterday and then yeah today doing this and and also just having a connection to community with the urban context and i think the biggest pro about that is actually being able to socialize and be a gregarious person and that you are yeah Yeah. (laughs) being quite a, a group you know just hanging out with people is um the benefit of both of those, I feel. And that's actually, if you want to dive into it, that's where it's all started as well. Yeah. I was keen, um, first of all, obviously I want to hear the journey of feedback, organic recovery, but perhaps can you just talk a bit about your life philosophy? Such a great question. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Life philosophy. Um, I, I feel like it would change pretty much like either times of day or like through, <laughs> throughout different different activities, especially with having such a kind of diverse um, kind of lifestyle with going up from large farms to small farms in city environments and things. And I think where I could start would be a couple of years ago. Um, I think I started to work on a bit of a life philosophy and how to actually, I don't get, I don't know, maybe get the most out of it and what it came down to I feel like at the moment is combining probably two books that I thoroughly enjoy and have guided me through different things and I think yeah a couple of years ago there was a book which really influenced me called The Four Agreements and that's just basically how to live life um, in a kind and non-assuming manner and then combining that with perhaps a professional um, idea of where to take things and where to take feedback organic and where to take my or combining a life philosophy with all of that is there's a book or an audio book I'm just finished or I'm listening to it again again at the moment um, called Good to Great by Jim Collins and it's just about how to how to be yeah how to create uh, an enduring kind of legacy with your business or 
perhaps even just your personal ethos, I guess. And yeah, it comes down to maybe perhaps most importantly, instead of like it, it might be good to have an ego associated with a life philosophy or at least a, a, an ambitious side of things, but to have an ego which is more to do with the cause of what you're trying to do rather than the individual. And that's combining those two books together, you get a really good outcome, mm, I feel. That's great. I mean, I've known you for a few years, probably more from afar. I remember when I, I first met you when you were looking for an urban farm and you were at Ties Hill. And and even, which was, how long ago was that? 2016, I'd 2016, say. 2016, so mm-hmm. that's what, like five years ago. Yeah, memories. Um, and so I guess I've watched your, I've watched the evolution of Feedback Organic from afar since then. and But I've always been really struck by your... I guess, determination and that passion. And I can see now, yeah, you've, you've got a really firm view of what you're about. You've got your feet on the ground and then you've got this strategic vision to go forward. Yeah, which is <laughs> hopefully going to lead Feedback Organic into great places. I hope and so you too. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah, happy to support the cause of like yeah, establishing something which has come up to a bit more prevalent now is like, yeah, just developing circular urban ag and it's just... How cool is that? Like to be able to even just say that is really cool and I hope that that's, well, that's where I'm putting my, my time without yeah. a question. Grow your knowledge around composting with Newcastle Library's educational videos. NewcastleLibrary.gov.au Can we just talk a bit more about feedback um, organic recovery mm-hmm. and just start by telling our audience what it's about, what it does. Feedback organic, um, the actual full name of feedback, it's actually full feedback organic recovery and that's... Um, where it all started years and years ago, but feedback organic rolls off the tongue quite well. Um, And so feedback organic is, yeah, is growing food's future by converting food waste into food in an urban context. And so it's evolved in so many different iterations to where it is now. But ideally what we do is we collect uh, food waste from restaurants, cafes, schools, households, anything that produces food waste and um, wants to do something about it. And then we, yeah, have up until very, very recently, manually composted it on our urban farms and then, yeah, turned it into compost and then thrown it on the beds and grown a zillion carrots from it as well as <laughs> many other things. And then, yeah, I think the, the benefit of what it the model allows is that because it's in an urban environment, you can get people or any parts or any stakeholders of the community down there to really see what it's all about. And ideally, I think the biggest takeaway is that we're actually around driving behaviour change, which is like changing behaviour around, yeah, what to do with food waste and um, how to reconnect people with how to grow foods, Mm. how to grow food just in general. It's just, yeah, everyone should harvest a carrot every now and then, I'm sure. (laughs) <laughs> well, I know you do have your one-hour farmer. Yes, that's a big is, part of it. Yeah, so tell yeah, us about that. Such a great term as well. Yeah. Thanks, Sam Hodgkins, for coming up with that one as well. Yeah, the one-hour farmer. It's all about, yeah, as you'd imagine, coming down for as little or as long as you'd like and just getting your hands in the soil, um, meeting some other interesting people in a really settling environment and, you know, research heralds an array of being out and hands in the soil and meeting new people and out in the environment and just getting some fresh air. It's just, there's so many benefits. Um and I feel like if there's any um, kind of selling point of one-hour farming is I think I've met most of my friends now <laughs> through one-hour farming and, and some big That's thanks. Awesome. It's, it's actually a great mm. kind of channel to be able to do that, I would say. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty awesome. That's cool. <laughs> uh, and Feedback Organic also, tell us about the, there's Food Cycle and mm-hmm. then also the Feedback Futures. Can yes, you talk about so those as well? Yeah, and there's a feedbox as well. So there's... Um, 
I'll, yeah, I'll go through the kind of yeah. a couple of a few different items. So you've got one hour farming, you've got um, the feed box itself, and you've got food cycle and feedback futures. All the terms. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, the the feed box itself is um, where we have a subscription for our yummy produce, um, which is delivered the day of harvest, uh, which is a Friday for us, and that gets to you about an hour and a half out of it since it's been harvested, and that's all seasonal, local, organic produce based on our urban farm. I think we outsource some potatoes and some other items if we can't grow them and that's through um, another local business hunter organic foods and that's just to have a yeah just basically provide people the end product of what the whole closed loop is about Uh, so in conjunction with that as well you've got the food cycle which is where um, households or restaurants host or join a food cycle mini sulo bin basically the ones that we collect and um, collect yeah collect up to about, like, there are some businesses where we collect half a ton of food waste each week from, from them, which mm. is really interesting. Um, but the whole idea of that is just it's providing a solution for many commercial or domestic households as well to be a part of that. Um, and then you've got Feedback Futures, which is um, the school program, which is where I'm putting all of my attention now. And it's um, it's just where I want to put all my attention. I'm so keen. And what that it's all um, around is it's a, it's a five-stage module of where basically students from either like early childhood centres or primary, secondary or tertiary students can get involved with basically understanding what the scale and impact and scope of food waste is and like what is the situation with food production. And then they come out to the farm, get their hands in the soil, learn about how to do it all, run back to the classroom um, and then go through some really um, in-depth thought-provoking discussions about actually like this is this is the scenario. What like How can we as individuals do something about it? How can we, yeah, find a solution? And one of the, the next step of that actual that program is by providing a solution for the schools that we work with where that next stage is actually launching the food cycle within that school and so now there are like basically ways of managing food waste there's there's programs around food waste avoidance like behavior change as well and then it's just about measuring how that change has happened before and after and then using that yeah using that data to take it to other schools as well to say hey this is where we're at this is where the change can happen and then you kind of from that program you're actually seeing little kind of um, students who are really shining stars uh, I guess with it within that program and you start to see like okay these guys are super interested in this mm. let's take them under the under the wings so to speak mm. and then yeah look at developing those interests to see if they would even like to start a, an enterprise of them, their own or just some way of thinking differently about the system I guess the, that we work with and how to like get motivated towards it it's pretty cool Want to be a compost champion? Attend one of our free online or face-to-face training workshops. Find out more at newcastle.nsw.gov.au slash home. So for those people listening who don't know what food waste or why it's a problem, can you just say something about that? <laughs> Certainly. Okay, well, I guess like on, on like the, the, the home scale, I guess, or actually we'll start with the commercial scale. So actually it's very similar, to be honest, the domestic and commercial like food waste itself. Basically, if you've got a bin, um, there's any garbage bin itself, food waste is making up 30% of that that entire bin which is which is so much is that in australia or worldwide i think that's actually pretty much worldwide to be honest um the stats for australia it's like 30 to 35 percent per organization or individual entity like a household as well and yeah if you're looking at some larger kind of national frameworks it's about 20 billion dollars per year it costs the government and you know in turn us that's quite a a staggering (laughs) statistic (laughs) impressive 
And then you think about, okay, so what are the environmental impacts of that as well? And hence why composting, for example, is a great solution towards it. And there are many other great solutions as well. But the, the problem that it causes is that, say that that bin gets taken to landfill um, and then just gets deposited in your, in your standard landfill itself. It's going through this process of kind of anaerobic decomposition. And what that's producing is a number of different gases, um, uh, greenhouse gases, for example, one being methane. And, and ultimately, that's uh, contributing to the environmental problem of climate change. And so the way of getting around that is by like, let's like drill it down and look at the problem from where it begins, for example, within the, the restaurants, cafes or within your households as well. And just see what you can do before it actually even becomes a problem to see if you can just compost it at home. Anaerobic decomposition in landfill is horrible and that's the main contributor or one of the main contributors. But you can actually still manage that and actually get an energy from that, which is an energy source, which is methane. So if you can actually perform anaerobic decomposition, it'd be great because then you've actually got, you're processing it, breaking it down, but then capturing the methane from it as well and using it as an energy source, which is pretty awesome, but requires a little bit of infrastructure to do that. And I don't think there are systems out there you can do it in your kind of household environment but if we're looking at how the individual can handle this a little bit better by themselves it's probably just starting to skill up on a little bit of composting or worm farming or yeah, yeah. whatever you can look at and I'm happy to talk about yeah. that. Yeah and so when you talk about food waste is that just the scraps on your plate at the end of a meal or is it also those wilting carrots sitting in the bottom of the crisper so many things i know yeah i think it, it can be identified as three different types of food waste mm. and it's basically for example in the cafes and restaurants kind of industry or the hospitality industry you've got kind of spoilage from what happens mm. in your fridge and you've kind of over ordered itself um you've got leftover f- um, food waste on people's plates that they don't eat mm. perhaps you're giving too large a size of a portion and then you've got the food prep waste itself like as in like yeah carrot peels mm. or ends of of broccoli or whatever it is and they're, they're, they are the three types um, and so if you want to look at systems of how to change that that's where one of our focus foci is mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. think it is because it's um, everyone will experience those at least two of those not necessarily the plate wastage from two large portions regularly because if you can get across it you can start to portion yourselves a little bit better but it just yeah just got to start to have a just have just to review your practices I think yeah and be mindful one. about it I think dang right yeah borrow and grow then half Harvest and share with the Newcastle Seed Library. Free seasonal seeds available now at Walls and Library, newcastlelibrary.gov.au. And you're talking about your, a new direction being more about the education and the behaviour change, totally. which sounds very exciting. I think I, it is exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're not so much going to be on the farm now. You're going to be more out in the community yeah. trying to advocate for change. Yeah, it's so true. A little, little sad, I guess, but I, I think yeah. I'll make a little appearance every now and then just to get some, I don't know, pull some carrots out. It's yeah, pretty, it's pretty get fun. Your hands just get, get, yeah. get Get out there, get some soil under the fingernails. Um, yeah, totally. It's at, at the moment we're looking to have an innovation partnership with the EPA to implement food waste avoidance programs. And that's through, yeah, there's a certain angle we're taking and that's through large service organisations. And so that's so we can have a, a kind of a greater impact with who we work with. So we've worked with, when I say large service organisations, that's means like councils or universities or, yeah, kind of large um, organisations which have quite a spread of impact where you could perhaps deliver a program and then get quite an impactful result 
from it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then from that, it's about getting that credibility within those organisations, delivering perhaps the next stage, which is the idea of doing the Feedback Futures program. And then the most importantly, I'd love to develop a, um, and to have, I've had so many conversations with different councils recently around this, around actually embedding a role of circular urban agriculture within just within councils or wherever possible so this can actually we can start to fill positions with people who are also who are interested in this and can create even an industry out of of this Mm. i say that i hope that we look back on this now and then it's an industry that'd be so cool yeah yeah so just (laughs) say that again like i've heard about the closed loop system yes where there's input it could be like, you know, I guess in a garden environment, like in the, ho- in the home environment, there's Same. the input of the food and then there's waste, which then goes into, you make it into compost. Yep. And as you're doing it at the urban farm, you then put it back into the, so the veggie patch, yep. grows food, and then the cycle continues. You so you're talking about a, a larger scale yeah, totally. Yeah, it's oh yeah. I so think this I, is like a revolution in a way. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> well, like without a doubt, like shit, like the model, like it. Oh, there's so many ways you could take this, and I think the the most important thing is you've got to look at the path of least resistance. Of like, okay, how can you actually replicate, for example, this large scale model of what we do at home? Mm. But if you if you want to talk about like what a closed loop is, it's basically that there's no waste, and it's like mm. and like me referring to circular kind of urban ag. It's like circular economies is you design out waste and that's waste is no longer an issue and so like yeah I, I too, it's a resource it becomes a yeah, resource totally. I, yeah, yeah i have no doubt that mm. even some point in the future food like even if food waste is even still a thing it's actually you might even be paying for it you know like as mm. as for example an energy source for sure and at the moment it's kind of the other way around that it's offering a service but yeah closed loop itself larger scale is looking within the kind of how we are operating within i don't know a, a council for example or within whatever type of framework framework of society and you think okay where can we get funding to do this where can we actually set this up where can we get the resource of people and energy to to kick it off and then like how can you just make that happen replicate it get the get the this is where the kind of the creating awareness and educating students to become a part of it and then getting yeah, the advocates yeah advocates champions. and then I, I feel like this is the best the best approach is what i touched on before is letting them rethink okay like okay this is a cool model like maybe like we could tweak it like this or just like mm. them to create their own social enterprises or just, I feel like that's just like so exciting. I just get like tingling all the time. Like, like, <laughs> I like, can like, see that. Yeah, it just happens. But like I think it's because like you're channeling into something which actually motivates the individual, like who like mm. okay, everyone's different. But if there, there are certainly people out there who get energy of trying to think about something differently and then go, okay, this is a, a life I'd like to pursue. And if we can create more of that, sound incredibly, incredibly philosophical, but mm. well, I think we should give it a red hot go. Sure. Fantastic. Well, let's just bring it back down more to the individual <laughs> level, <laughs> and let's just talk about the um, the benefits of composting. So good. And let's, and let's just inspire people with what mm-hmm. it can what it can do. So good. Absolutely. Yeah. So if it, this is in your home environment, for example, I imagine, I think the end the end um, inspiration should come from the food that you'll be eating after this, because mm. that like once you once you develop um, your composting skills or like worm farm skills, there's nothing too crazy. Just to let you know, audience, it's we can we can help you get through it. Um, yeah, like once you start to see a seed germinate 
into something, into its little tiny little leaves, and it's turning into a, like a, a larger bit of produce for you to eat. It's it's awesome, and I, I have no, I've had that conversation with so many people that just like once I don't I don't know why, but maybe in in the kind of the teenage years or something, maybe it's not as a big of, as big of as as a focus, but. At different periods of life, you all of a sudden you're really immersed in wanting to grow something, and I feel like if you can, yes, yeah, skill up on compost and see the benefits of that at the end of it, it's just you being a master, a master chef in the end, and mm. you get to share this lovely bounty with your friends. And once they see your you doing it as well, it's like this social norm that you're creating. And yeah, on on the micro level, it's great for um, for those type of things I just touched on. But ultimately, if you can start to do these things on a smaller scale at home, yeah, you. You're actually having your own input to climate action and you're only yeah and you're sequestering carbon by creating better soil for carbon to be sequestered into and i think yeah there's just if you can stop it before it becomes a problem early on from the micro it yeah it certainly helps out on the larger scale as well yeah hopefully that is somewhat helpful okay and just to finish up i've just got a, a series of quick questions for you certainly what's the ickiest thing you've ever found in a compost bin that's such a good question i <laughs> I think we found a nappy once, which is the thing. a nappy. But that's it. We've, I, and, but without a doubt, we have found like I think most of our harvest tools in the compost, like Aww. serrated knives, <laughs> everything. And and you know, if, if we can find them a home to go back to the cafe or restaurant which they came from, that's all good. Mm. But ickiest things, probably yeah, probably that first nappy. item. Yeah, 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 sure. I don't know if you can get much. It does sound yet. a bit gross. <laughs> what should you not put in a compost bin? Nappies. Nappies. Yeah. <laughs> Unless the compostable nappies. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, like so, just anything that you can, anything that will break down, anything that is organic, and what that means is, is anything that is within kind of nature itself that's going to break down. And so, don't put any plastic in there. Try not to put any metal, I guess. Um, but any any items that you just, yeah, that you don't kind of see naturally in the environment, perhaps mm-hmm. that yeah. might be the best way. Yeah, cool. They probably have li- different levels of how long it'll take to break down, but that's just mm-hmm. a good method to think about. How would you describe composting in five words? Warm. <laughs> Fun, yeah. <laughs> Gross, worms, rewarding. There okay. it is. Boom. Yay! 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 <laughs> but here's what I prepared earlier. Oh, really? <laughs> Nitrogen, carbon, super garden food. Yes. Do you like that? <laughs> Can I just like insert that? That'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> that's true. It's super rewarding. Yeah, that's it great. is. That's yeah, really yeah. good. What would you say to someone who says composting is too hard? Mm. Yeah, I, I think I've had that now and then. And I think everyone's different. Everyone's situation is completely different because, you know, people, it's their perhaps their living circumstances or perhaps even the amount of food waste. It might be t- so little that they can't actually ever create a compost. Or So I think it's about just reviewing your barriers to making it possible. And then, yeah, programs like what's being launched pretty recent or pretty soon right now with Newcastle Council, you've got a couple of different options for different people. Mm. And I think that's probably a good step forward. But um, I'm also happy to chat to those people with barriers if they would like a hand. And how do people find you? <laughs> um, I guess you can email me at um, david at feedbackorganic.com.au or the good, good old social meds. We've got yeah. um, Feedback Organic on Instagram. And I'm pretty sure on Facebook it's Feedback Organic Recovery. But just, yeah, um, yeah, I can certainly shoot you my number if you ever need yeah. this one as well. It's all good. Fantastic. Thanks so much for coming no in, David. Problem. Thank you for having me. That's so nice. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Christina. Thanks for listening to Grow, Eat, Compost, Repeat. Recycle our podcast by telling your friends about it and help us grow with a five-star rating on iTunes. This has been a Newcastle Libraries Real Production.